Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to an emergency episode of PSG Talking. I'm your host Ed, and today we're going to be talking all about Lionel Messi and his official departure from Barcelona. That's right, all those Twitter accounts with Messi, Cowboys, Lakers in their bio will have to find a new bandwagon to jump on. Because arguably the best player to ever play the game will be wearing a different kit next season. The only question is, which team is that going to be? And to answer that question, let's bring in the panel here. I'm joined by Mel Brennan. Raise your hands so people know who's who here. We've got Mark Damon. We've got James Teague. And before I toss it over to them, just give you a quick background on where things stand at the moment right now. Um, basically what happened was is that Barcelona's finances are so bad that the league will not allow them to sign Messi to that was a five-year extension. It's sort of like La Liga, financial fair play. And so with that little explainer, I'm just going to toss it to you guys. Mel, I know we've got you for a limited amount of time, so we'll start with you. And then uh, we'll go to James next. And then, Mark, you can uh, finish out the, uh, the opening here and give your thoughts on Messi leaving Barcelona. So, Mel, take us away here. Is... Uh absolutely intriguing um football serves up these days of drama and today is one of them um and it's a year in the making um we thought back when uh messi had concerns um about the leadership about the financials about the player selection um that Barcelona was going to have a problem solving two of those three, if not all of them. Uh, and here we are at the last minute. Um, and the sad reality for Barcelona is that Messi is walking away a free agent. They will get zero dollars from his next club. Um, and that's a rod that Barcelona created for its own back that we can get into. But I'll say, you know, my, my catchword for today is intriguing. Um, and I expect that PSG's front office is similarly intrigued. Intrigued indeed. Um, James, what, is your, what are your thoughts on this breaking news today? Well, um, as I said in the, in the Discord, uh, I was... I was confused for a second because I was like, wait a minute. I, I thought this uh, extension had already been done. And I know that uh, there was some talk about Barcelona not being able to pay and there being some stipulations. I just assumed, you know, since it wasn't actually coming from UEFA or anything like that, I just assumed that Barcelona was going to pull some strings and find a way and then Messi would be back on the pitch. And maybe he's not happy, but uh, that was just the way that it was going to go. Uh, and then once the news broke today, I was like, oh, no, this is for real. Um, so then my next thought was immediately, Messi must have known this was was the case. Um, he had already kind of made it clear that he, he didn't want to be in the, uh, that he didn't want to be playing for Barcelona anymore. 
And I feel like he knew that they couldn't sign him. So he agreed to this deal um, so that he wouldn't be the bad guy. He wasn't, he's not going to be the guy that uh, grew up and played for Barcelona all these years and then decided to leave. Um, now he can kind of point at the leadership and say, Hey, um, you know, I did what I could, but you guys ran this thing into the ground and now you're broke and can't pay me. So I can do what I want to do now. And uh, nobody's going to hate me for it, but they're going to hate you for it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, at the end of the day, Barcelona wanted him. Messi, it sounds like, wanted to stay there, but they're broke. They have no money. La Liga won't let them do it. And you're right. You, we always think all these, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona will always get away with it. Whatever they want to do. Not this time. Mark, what, do you, what say you? Yeah, this is I, – I, I second all of what everyone else has said so far, Mel and James. I I think there's so many different angles you can take from this. I think from the La Liga perspective, this is 10 years of a bubble that was created through Real Madrid signing all of the um, Galacticos and Barcelona having its its kind of boom period and Atletico Madrid making two uh, Champions League finals. I think this is the bubble bursting. You know, that, that was, you know, that last 10 years are probably the best time in the history of that league. And now it's over. And it's going to take a while for La Liga to build itself up again. It's going to take a bunch of years and some smart financial investments and getting into business with the right people. And Lionel Messi and Barcelona, you know, become at sort of concurrent times, a casualty of this, but also sort of a primary cause because the contracts that Barcelona and Real Madrid have given out over the last five years specifically have just been insane. Like these are insane level contracts for, you know, for major players on that roster. And now they don't have, they just don't have the financial ability to fit Messi in under La Liga's rules and La Liga would have to break its own rules to allow Barcelona to make this deal. And I think that while they could do that, it would completely fly in the face of anything resembling fairness and balance and respect for the other teams in the league. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is, this is it. They don't have another. They don't have another avenue here that they can explore because La Liga would have to break its own rules and basically throw away whatever parity is left in that league to do it. Well, it's. it's I, a, I had a question. Yeah, ahead, maybe you guys can enlighten me on it because um, I, I don't actually know what specifically the rules are. But um, I was thinking, like, could could they not just like not do a five year deal? Could they just do a one-year deal and pay him whatever it would be for one year? Like, do, or do they not even have money to do that? Like, is this all just cloud money and cryptocurrency and they're trying to pay him with Trident gum? <laughs> Dogecoin. Dogecoin. I think that – I think there's two There's two answers to that. One is, yes, they can – the player and the, and the club can come together and do any amount of deal that they would want to do. Um, from Messi's standpoint – I think Messi is looking for the last big multi-year deal because 
to be frank, he can. He can get a major multi-year deal at multiple clubs around the world. So I'm sure that Barcelona put that to him the same way that Real Madrid put that to Sergio Ramos. But why would you take a one-year deal when you can get more? Mel, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And, and I've got an article from ESPN. I'll just read it real quick to kind of underline this. Is Barca's spending stood at over $600 million euro before the coronavirus pandemic and was reduced to 347 million euro last season and is expected to be slashed even further for the upcoming campaign. So therefore, in order to register Messi's new contract with the league, Barcelona needed to reduce their wage bill or bring in a significant amount of money from their transfers. And a lot of those transfers, like Coutinho, were purchased with the money that they received from the Neymar uh, transfer to PSG. So in a roundabout way, this whole thing is because basically kicked off because PSG took Neymar. Barcelona couldn't, they, they didn't buy the right players. They mismanaged their money. And now they're collapsing. Let's also not forget that ESPN deal here in the United States that they just picked up La Liga rights. Now you have no Messi, no Sergio Ramos, that El Clasico is not going to be must-watch TV anymore for a lot of people. Uh, this is major news across the board. To give this more of a PSG angle, we can go back around. We'll go to Mark this time. Well, yeah, I just oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I, go ahead. I, I, yeah, kind of because you know a couple of things on that. I mean, talk about throwing money down a well. I mean, you get two hundred and twenty million euros for Neymar, and you, you know, you might as well have set it on fire. They, they I don't think they got anything good out of that at all. Like, not that I'm aware of. But uh, you know, to say would Messi? Here's the I think the question though, and I think we can kind of spin it towards PSG with this. Would anyone else give Lionel Messi a five-year deal besides FC Barcelona? Because the whole reason they would do that is so that he can sort of transition into either an ambassador role or some sort of off-the-field thing where maybe you wouldn't have to have him playing for you when he's 39, which is what he would have been at the end of that contract. And there's very few guys that are playing in their late thirties like that. So I don't know if there's another club that's willing to go to a five-year deal. I think that was sort of a sentimental kind of agreement between the two. And with that sort of off the table, I think Lionel Messi's sort of uh, mathematics here change. And I don't think he can go to a big club and say, give me five years, 50 million a year, like he could with Barcelona. I just, I don't think that's the math anymore. I think he would have to take a short-term deal to get, you know, in the 30 to 40 range at the high end, because a lot of these clubs are already sort of set into their finances right now. And, you know, it's tough to blow up your whole wage structure in, in four weeks, which is what you'd have to do. So it limits where he can go. And it severely limits how much he can ask for in a contract. Because then it just, it, there's the sentimental value is not attached. And I think if Lionel Messi doesn't want to be in, if he can't go back to Barcelona, 
I think his goal would be to try to win one more Champions League somewhere else in Europe before he goes to MLS or to Argentina. So I, I guess we where, can, we can I know where he go can, from there. Yeah, I know where he can go to do that. And you said there's no sentimental feeling amongst other clubs. But with PSG, there is that because with Neymar, we know that they're great friends. And so um, let's go. Mel, if you want to share uh, your thoughts on do you think PSG are the front runners to sign Messi? And would he even be a good fit in the current squad the way it's made up? I the, the answer to the first question is yes. If Manchester City hadn't just spent um, $100 million euros on Jack Grealish, which sounds crazy to say, um, I think that we would be evenly matched for the opportunity. Um, but with that being the case, I think that we are um, the front runners. I also think, you know, I've looked at the Football Observatory's research around the spends of, of clubs, the top 10 spenders, right? And, you know, our club, Papi Saint-Germain, has always lamented for its spend. But the top two spenders at over a billion uh, euros uh, since the summer of 2016 are Barcelona with a loss of 471 million euros. My God. And Manchester City. So the highest leveraged clubs are the one that just lost, uh, like Lionel Messi, and the one that just spent 100 million on Grealish and, are, and remain highly leveraged. So we're well down that list after Juventus and after Chelsea. We still have flexibility. And so we are the ones that can master that wage, that weekly wage. And without having to pay a transfer fee, I think it's eminently doable. No one's better positioned than we are if we want to do it. And that's, that's the question. Um, James, I'll put to you. Should PSG want to make this signing? Is this a good fit? Is it almost too many stars in the team? Neymar, Mbappe, Sergio Ramos maybe isn't as great of a player as them, but big ego. I mean, do you think or, uh, Messi would be a good decision to bring him in? Well, I mean, who, who doesn't want Messi on their team? I mean, yeah. um, as long as it makes, as long as it can work financially, um, I mean, why not? Uh, if 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 uh, Neymar wants him there, I mean, you know, he's, you know, even at uh, even at some kind of decline, he's still one of the best players in the world. So I've got the photo of Messi with uh, Neymar and Paredes and Di Maria and Varadi posted not that long ago, right, guys? So he's got friends in the team. Yeah, I mean, it looks looks like a decision was already made. That's when it happened, right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you know, the the only thing that I kind of don't like, but will get over it real quick if it if it all goes well is that it kind of just looks like we just you know raided barcelona's team took their players that have been winning everything and went and went and went and won stuff um but i mean if you go win stuff i, I guess i don't really care all that much anymore it, w- it would be i don't know maybe i just call barcelona fc sodium after that so you know i if it makes sense if you can do it financially I, i'd say Bring in all your stars, you know, whatever it takes. And Mark, hey, can I share my screen? I'm can not I sure if you. Screen? I'm not sure if you can or not. If if you see a button there, you can. I'm, 
I don't know how There's to do that. There's a share screen button. There should be. Can you see this? Should be underneath. Yeah, should I'm, be underneath I'm, the boxes. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it right now. There we go. Can I think people can that? see it. Yep, I think people can see it. This this is what we're allowed to dream about. Right? Dream bigger, right? That's what we say on our stadium, right? Yeah. This is what we can imagine now, and so you know, as 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 was said, we. Who doesn't want Messi in their team? But look at that squad. I mean, that that is just a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost not fair. It, it really isn't. And, um, and when you think about the age of Messi and Di Maria and you think, well, maybe having them on a rotation on that right side as wingers, maybe that will work. Maybe it'll naturally work because of injuries. Maybe I mean, there's, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Is, is it too much pressure? We'll, well go to Mark well, next, but is it too much? Yeah. The expectation is too much. And then you had also tweeted about Messi giving him a two-year deal, finances. If you want to talk us through that tweet a little bit. Well, no, I, I think here, here I, I think Mel had a, a word of the day, and I think my word of the day is, sort of, is going to be serendipity because they have yet to sign Mbappe to an extension. So if you really think about it, if they had signed Mbappe to an extension before this all whole thing had happened, they'd be paying Killian probably close to 40, Neymar probably close to 40. And the idea of putting Lionel Messi on the same sort of wages would just be insane. It wouldn't work financially even for PSG. But because you only have Killian Mbappe for another year, and because you could keep Lionel Messi on a two-year deal with a player option for a second or something like that, the finances of it would work better. And at the end of the day, you can go to Kylian Mbappe and go, look, you, you don't, you know, you have dragged your feet on this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you Lionel Messi and we're just going to, we're just going to say screw it for a year and just, we're going to try to have the best team ever. We're going to play very little defense. We're going to have Messi on the right. We're going to have Neymar on the left, Mbappe in the middle. And we're going to try to score five, six goals a game and be the greatest team ever. And I think that's a better option than trying to sell Mbappe for pennies on the dollar in a deflated transfer market. You know, you're not getting, you're never going to get full value for Mbappe when you sell him you can only get sort of part value just because of the way the, the market is. So to me, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, let's, you know, let's go to Vegas for the weekend. Let's just have a, let's just have a party. Let's do the drugs. Let's, let's drink all the alcohol. <laughs> don't do party. drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. No, please don't. But this is basically would be the equivalent of what, you know, this is the equivalent of that from a sporting perspective. It's not a long-term yeah. plan. It's, Let's try to win the Champions League this year with the best collection of talent ever. And with the fans coming back into the stadiums, with, you know, France is going to do the whole uh, vaccine passport gimmick. So they'll, they'll have fairly full stands. Ultras seem to be behind that enough. So that's not going to be too big of an issue. You'll have celebrities coming. You'll sell a lot of jerseys. You'll make a lot of money. For a year or two, you be the Champions League favorites, clearly far and away from anyone else. 
City would be the closest team to you, but nobody else really is close. And no one's scared of uh, Jack Grealish. If you can do, if you can do the contract within reason, I don't give him a five-year deal. I don't give him fifty million euros a year. That's just ridiculous. There's no, there's no real reason to do that. Especially because if Lionel Messi wants to stay in Europe, he's going to have to take a pay cut, even more than the pay cut he was willing to take. And it goes back to sort of he would have been willing, I think, would he? He wasn't willing to go lower than 50 for Barcelona, which makes you think that the project that Barcelona have going right now is not enticing enough for Lionel Messi to take an even deeper pay cut to stay, which they could have been able to do, I would think, if Lionel really wanted to stay. But going to a place like PSG or even Manchester City, that might be enticing enough for Messi to take an even deeper pay cut to try to win a Champions League on his way out of Europe. And, and Ed, you were really clear mm-hmm. at the front about the the the, um, the Disney deal. The Disney deal runs through the 28-29 season. It is a ridiculous amount of money. Like three, four um, billion, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's it's billions of dollars, and the value of the league has just dropped by maybe over half, maybe over half. Right. Um, at the same time, and I saw this point raised on social media, I think it's a cogent one. The French league is trying to figure out their deal. And all the other clubs besides PSG are really looking at PSG and saying, bring Messi in here, because if you do that, the French league has a media and TV rights deal that's going to benefit and lift all boats. In, Fran- so, in France, as well as hopefully in the U.S., a better uh, TV deal, or at least get B in sports on more TV screens here, more subscribers. Absolutely. Because right absolutely. now you, you can so, barely find it. So La Liga's loss will be Ligue 1's game when it comes to media rights. And as, as you know, the, the, the media rights for Ligue 1 have been a mess over the last couple of years because of a variety of things that we don't have to get into today. Yeah, but media this, pro and all that. This addresses that. Yeah, and it yeah. it also, I think, since all of this stuff is really connected to itself, the Super League idea that really the La Liga clubs were the spearhead for, Real Madrid, Barcelona, were really the critical, and Juventus to another degree, but the really the driving force behind the idea of the Super League. And this exact thing, thing is why they wanted to do that in the first place because the money they would have gotten from jp morgan to organize this super league would have been able to salvage a deal like this messy deal that's why they wanted to do it because it would have allowed them to continue to keep the wages the way they are and it would have kept la liga's top clubs afloat so I think with this Lionel Messi situation, I think it sort of crystallizes, if it wasn't already crystallized, but I think this sort of really puts a sharp point on why the Super League was necessary for those clubs and why even now they're not even willing to let it go completely. 
They're still in it. Because they're still in it, technically. They still it's have amazing. a stake in it. And now you kind of see what losing that Super League has done, that domino effect. If that, if that deal works, Messi stays at Barcelona. Ramos probably stays at Real Madrid. And those clubs stay competitive. I mean, you really think about what's about to happen in La Liga, which is those clubs on the European level are not going to be competitive for a good five years. Like England, the the English clubs are going to be more competitive. PSG, Bayern Munich are always good. Um, Really, it's Italy and France right now, which we're in, not Italy, Italy and Spain, which Mm -hmm. we're in very precarious financial positions. And it's going to be a step back for that league as a whole. And that Super League deal falling through really was a, it was a nail in that coffin and kind of the end of an era. Well, and that, and you bring it up, talking about La Liga, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, James, we can go to you. Does Mbappe even want to go to La Liga now? Like on one hand, they're losing all their stars. They're, you know, it's not as big of a league. All the stars are gone. But also I can see Mbappe wanting to go and rejuvenate it and be the guy in La Liga. I mean, if you put yourself in Mbappe's shoes, what do you think he's thinking right now? Well, if, if I was in Mbappe's shoes, I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm sitting and waiting this thing out and trying to figure out what's going to happen because you 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 can't you know throw a rock anywhere in that uh, in that dressing room right now and not hit a world class player. So you know I I would be looking at uh, Real Madrid and just being like, what am I what am I actually going into? Um, I mean they I don't even know if they have any stars that are on like decline at this point left. I think. In Bale gone, Ramos ain't there. They got Benzema. Benzema okay, Benzema. well, do, do him and Benzema even get along? I, they didn't look like they were really getting along <laughs> that much. It didn't work out for France in the Euros, yeah. So, but at the same time, Luka I feel Modric. like Luka Modric. Oh right, right, yep, Luca. Yeah, but um, again, that whole the whole core of that team is over thirty. Yeah. Right. So if I mean, Mbappe, they won't be there much longer. Yeah. He would be the guy. He might be the only guy if he goes there at the moment. Yeah, and, and maybe that's what he wants. It was, a, it was a childhood dream for him, right? It would be it would be about emotion and connecting to something that motivated him to get to this point. It would not be about the quality of the players next to you in the locker room. It couldn't be about that. No, not at all. And I think if you if if he really had let go of not going to Real Madrid. I think he would have already done this deal with PSG and tried to figure that out. And the fact that he's still kind of mum on this, I think is, is everything you need to know that he's like, all right, I'm still trying to figure out how can I make this work? And how, how do I go to Real Madrid and not end up being a laughing stock back at home because my team sucks. They were, they were roasting me while I was at PSG for not scoring and now I'm going over here and we can't score either or defend or anything like that. So again, to answer the question, if I was in Mbappe, I'd just hold off. He's got many years to still make a move to, to Real Madrid, but you know, I don't know what's going on in his head. If he really wants to, you know, fulfill that dream, then 
And I mean, there's no stopping him. Yeah. There's nothing PSG but, can do. I think that's exactly right. Let, let, Mbappe needs to think, let Real Madrid right-size their organization, to Mark's point. Let them right-size their organization on the back of somebody else, you know, on the back of some other players. I'll come in when this bubble has receded, when Real Madrid has right-sized, when things make sense. You know, and let me stay where, you know, the eating's good. He's eating good right now. Champions League, uh, Champions League football every season. I mean, for Real Madrid, I don't know if that's guaranteed next season for Barcelona. Who knows? But yeah, if you're PSG right now, like this, I mean, you can't even believe your luck because you had no real leverage before this. You know, you had no, uh, you're basically beholden to this whole thing. And now if you have the ability to sign Lionel Messi for a couple of years, now you're looking at it and going, okay, even if Killian leaves, you still have another year of Neymar and Messi together, and that's no joke. And, like, it just – I think this couldn't have – if PSG can take advantage of it, we don't know. We, we don't know if La Liga will blink and, and break its own rules – I don't think it will because I think that would be catastrophic in its own right. But, you know, if PSG can figure out a way for a year to make this all work, like, it's, I was thinking about it in the car earlier, just the the kind of team you would have in the, the, it's not even like, it's not even like realistic. Like you, it would you wouldn't even think that it it would it, and it would work because you have and and Mel showed that you know showed that roster that dream team of a roster you have probably the best players in the world at four of the eleven positions on the field or or some ridiculous number like that. Pretty much every player except for Juan Bernat and maybe Jorginho Wijnaldum is top five in their position in the sport. You have two world-class top ten goalkeepers in the world. You have Sergio Ramos on the team. You have – it's just – it's – And you also have a queue, right? You have a queue of players that are trying to get over here that would also be top five in, in their own right. Well, and That's and right. you'd you'd have Di Maria like you you have Di Maria sitting there on the bench, who you could bring in. You have a Cardi who would be a guy that would go to the bench or go to some other club. Paredes and who's like, showed some promise. It, Paredes, Wijnaldum. It's just it, it's almost too. It, you you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. So I try not to get ahead of yourself, but like. Good lord! And then having Akimi on the right side, having Messi be able to pinch inside on that. Good oh lord! It's it's like, almost like Mark, Mark, Mark. I go all the way back to some analysis she made early on in my PSG talk career. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember us talking about how many games David Beckham played for PSG. Right? When you talk about somebody at the end of their career, why would PSG do this? Well, how many games did David Beckham play? He had 10 appearances for us, right? You could argue that he didn't play well in any of them, right? He had 10 appearances for us. 
But why did we get him? Why did we do that? Uh, we did that because the Beckham brand in the brand molecule scheme of things builds the PSG brand. You could do the same thing with Messi for one or two years, yeah. to your point. It builds the brand. And Messi is a far more potent on the field proposition than Beckham was at the time he did it. It's the next step in the brand evolution of PSG. And for me, it ticks all the boxes. And also, he wouldn't have to be the number one guy. He wouldn't have right. to carry the team. Like, And I don't know if that appeals. I think it would appeal to him at this point. Absolutely. Especially if he only has four weeks to find a team. You know, I don't know if he's going to take his time or if he's going to want to, you know, if he's going to want to get on a team quickly. But, I, and I don't know what the rules are for registering players for Champions League uh, games. So I'm assuming if he's going to want to play in the Champions League, he's going to have to sign before September so that they can get him on those rosters. Because I'm pretty sure those rosters only change at the group stage and then into the... So I don't, I, I, I'm not versed on how those rules work, but it's like, you know, would he go to England where I'm not sure there's an Argentinian on that roster at, at City? I mean, Pep speaks Spanish, but there is a culture thing here. And it's like, I think as good as this would be for PSG, I almost think it's as good for Messi. Because do you go to a place where you're playing with Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane, Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Grealish, um, John Stones? It's not exactly his... Pep would be the only exactly reason to go. He's going to hang out with at the party. Mm-hmm. And in football, you kind of need to have that chemistry. And you're, you're with those guys every day for 10 months. So, you know, I think from a culture perspective, I think for Messi, it's the right fit. Yeah, we're looking at the photo again. I think serendipity (laughs) is a powerful word, Mark. Uh, I think this is really, you can't imagine PSG getting any luckier than this moment. So you guys say luck, but it's Billy. Well, you guys say luck, but as, as Billy Zane in the Titanic said, a real man makes his own luck. And I think that whole Neymar deal, just it's been a slow and steady death of Barcelona. Every season they've got a little bit worse. Their transfers did really work out. And so PSG could be credited for just killing Barcelona, or at least this version of them. And who knows if they ever come back um, to what they were. I mean, Messi, best player ever. I don't know how many times that lightning will strike um, their training pitch so i just don't see them getting a player of his quality anytime soon their finances are not going to allow them and if they miss out on champions league this season it's going to get a lot worse financially yeah. but you know remember when marco Verratti means- was smoking cigarettes and <laughs> acting like he was going to go to barcelona right yeah he's probably thanking his lucky stars <laughs> that he didn't well, go and- to barcelona we didn't allow that to happen so, Drew, go ahead, Mark. And I, mean, and I mean, PSG gave, and I said this earlier, they gave them 222 million euros and they blew it. Like, imagine if you gave Bayern Munich 220 million euros, what they would have done with that money. They might imagine still have what, 180 of it. Um, right. Yeah, imagine, yeah. Imagine you give that money to City or give that money to um, Dortmund. A, a, a Dortmund, you know, a well run club. And, and that's really the. The story here is that Barcelona has been so poorly run over the last 
you know, five, six years that they, what was it you said, Mel, the rod for their own back? That That's exactly what this is. They've, they've you know, all the, all the euphemisms you can, you can use, they've dug their own grave. This is their fault. Yeah. You know, PSG did what they needed to do to get Neymar. And I think people would argue, I think it's obviously, I think it's been a net positive. I mean, obviously there's been bumps along the way, but Barcelona had every opportunity here. I don't feel sorry for them. They have every, every opportunity to do the right thing with that money, to, to build a functional team, and they didn't do it. And they always sh- thought short-term, and it just now here we are. And, you know, it's sort of the, the end of an era. It's, it's the end of a major era. Um, yeah, I echo all that. It's the end of an era, one that I'm happy to see. Uh, James, I want to get your thoughts on the media reaction. Say if PSG do sign Messi, we all know the stigma attached to PSG, not winning anything, whatever, you know, we all know the talking points, but if they get Messi, someone who is beloved by pretty much every corner of the footballing media world, how, how is that narrative going to change for PSG? You think? I don't know that the narrative changes. Uh, I would, I think that the players need to be, well, players, manager, and the club all need to be um, as mentally tough as they've ever been because you can't have this hypothetical dream team that we're talking about and then drop a game to somebody at the bottom of the table. You're going to get laughed at from Lekeep all the way back to, I mean, even even Marca and Barcelona fans will still be trying to throw some kind of shade if if you're losing games like that. Um, I think the stakes just get higher in the sense that now it's must win. It's not a can we win. It's not a let's get over the hump and make sure we get to a final. It's this is, you know, now it's it's seriously Champions League or bust. You can't be getting second in the group anymore. You can't be winning uh, nail biters and having to go into the 80th, 90th minute and hoping some dude named Chupo saves you at the end to, to keep advancing. Like you, you're expected to handle your business. And uh, the second that you don't, you're gonna hear. You're gonna hear about it, even if it's not. Even if it's not that big of a deal. Even, even if, if you win joke. and it's not as impressive, I think that's the bar we're talking about. You have to win and win spectacularly with this group of players. Well, yeah, I, I mean, this Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi has had several years of declining performance from Barcelona, where he has experienced most recently the losses to Levante, the losses to Mallorca, the losses to Getafe, and the bums of La Liga. He ain't coming here for that. Right. No. He's coming here to have very high level experiences. So I think, James, you're absolutely right. The mental toughness in the day to day experience from PSG has to be higher than it's ever been before. The rotational effectiveness of Pochettino is going to have to be higher than we've seen under the last couple of managers. Yep. And that's, that's where I want to take things to wrap up here. Mark, we can go to you. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll oh, just say, in, sorry. In, I think. I think the over under for amount of league on games Lionel Messi plays has to be somewhere like 15. Hmm. Like, does he play that much more than 15? Well, he's not playing against, you know, he's not, they're going to be smart with him. 
because you don't have to play him. I mean, I think the league would want him to, you know, go to every road game and play in every, you know, every stadium in France and try to get those attendance figures up. I think that's what Lee Gunn would want. But if I'm PSG, I'm like, if he plays more than seven road games that aren't against Lyon or Marseille or Monaco, like Lille, I, I doubt it. Like they're bringing him in to play champions league games mm-hmm. and high profile league on games. And you can make the rotation work to have Di Maria and Mbappe carry you in in league on. So I I, I think the week to week is going to be interesting because you know is that something Lionel Messi is psychologically prepared for? Because here's a guy that's played that plays all the time. He rarely gets hurt. Like he got hurt last year, I think, but rarely got hurt in any game he was available for. He played in, and I think at PSG. That, that shouldn't be the case. He shouldn't be playing 30-plus league on games. That would be absurd. Got a good so, load management. Yeah. It's going to be load management. It is. It's absolutely going to be load management and keep him ready for the for the playoffs, for the, for the, for the group state, for the yeah. knockout rounds. And the bright lights are on. Um, let's wrap up. I've got one question. We can go around. You guys just give me quick thoughts on it. Pochettino. Mm, the results are okay. Is this the, is he the guy to lead these stars, or you got to call up Zidane? Mel, what do you think? I think that he gets this year, or he at least gets to, through December, to show us that he can start producing statistics that are materially better than what we've seen. Um, if by December we aren't demonstrably um, – uh, dominating the league, and we aren't. Um, if we haven't concluded our Champions League group at the top, um, if there have been questions, I think that you have to consider going in a different direction. Um, the time with Messi, the time, the time that we have with this current team, even without Messi, is limited. Um, I think, and so we've got to get maximum results. We cannot have a year of mediocrity like we had last year. And uh, James, what do you think? Pochettino, is he the, the manager? I mean, he was at Spurs. They had maybe you know Harry Kane and very little else. Now he's, now he's got Mbappe, Neymar, potentially Messi, Hakimi, Donnarumma. I mean, is this the guy to lead this team? I, for me, like I'm so over like switching managers and whatnot. I think that you've got you've to build a you've got to be able to build a culture and the more you keep changing managers, you're just starting over every time. So we, we're going to keep having this conversation. We get rid of him. We bring in who knows, and then it doesn't go well or it doesn't go as great as it should. The first two seasons and we're like, Oh, well maybe this, uh, maybe this isn't going to work either. You know, I, I really think that you have to, cultivate things from the ground up and that takes time whether you have all the stars or not um you know everybody can't be steve kerr and just show up and not coach anybody and go win the champion the you know the championship you most most of the time you've got to have some longevity some some kind of stability because you're not you 
you're already not getting stability from the players just as much as the roster turns over and people you're bringing in and people you're going out. But if your manager is going in and out, your sporting director is going in and out, and the roster is going in and out, I think it over the long term, you you it takes a lot longer to get there than if you just have continuity, at least from the, the manager side. And it does help. He's Argentinian, so connection there. Uh, but Mark, if the results aren't there by December, if they're scraping wins against lower tier French teams, do you think PSG makes a change there? Well, okay, it, this is a, it's a, it's an interesting question, but I, I I don't really know how answerable it is because I can't imagine a world or, or a situation where if you had Messi, uh, Neymar, and Mbappe on the same field, that the results wouldn't be good. Like, what world would that be where that would fail? Like, it, it just doesn't – it wouldn't make sense. And the only way it would is if guys got hurt, which is possible. But then that's not necessarily on, on the manager that you just signed for another extra year on top of the one he already has. And you really – it's hard to – you know – the, the Tuchel thing was a, was a different animal because he just, he talked his way out of the club. That was really what happened. And, you know, that's in a whole nother conversation, but he talked himself out of the club. He didn't want to be there anymore. PSG didn't want him there anymore. So they got rid of him and they mutually pretty much decided that they didn't want to be there anymore. Pochettino is a agreeable person. He's a nice guy. He's not going to rock the boat. He's not going to say something stupid. He's not going to piss Lionel Messi off. He's not going to piss off Neymar. He's going to, you know, he's going to motivate behind the scenes. He's going to do his thing. And the question is, can those guys figure it out on the field? And I don't think you need, like, do you want a tactical manager, like, putting all these guys in front of a whiteboard and drawing up plays and stuff for, you know, some of the best players of their generation, they know how to do this. They've done it before. You know, you have a World Cup winner, a Champions League winner, a Copa America winner. You have, they've won everything. So what is Pochettino going to tell them? You know, he's going to make the formation. He's going to roll the ball out. And those guys are going to succeed and fail, you know, based off of their own merit. Now, if Messi doesn't end up coming to PSG, I think, Obviously, Pochettino is going to have to do more work. But the idea that there's some tactical thing that they that he can do, you know, in this hypothetical situation is just, no, there, there's no tactics here. This is have a style of play, roll the ball out, have basic things that you want to do, and let those guys be all-time greats. And... <laughs> Like it's, at that point, yeah. what would be the point of getting the only reason you'd get rid of the coach is as a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. Like there's, cause what is the coach again? What is the coach doing with those guys? Is he telling Lionel Messi who to pass to like, you know, come on now. It's true. It's pretty much plug and play. They, they should be able to figure it out. They're all seasoned veterans who've won everything. Um, just a couple of notes before we quick get out of here. DJ snake has tweeted out. Welcome to Paris with a Photoshop image of, Neymar and Messi in PSG colors, and 
He's, he's dialed into the club. Maybe he's got some insider information. And then uh, there's a video of a Barcelona fan holding a messy shirt, crying outside of the stadium there. I just, it makes me, I just love it. I'm sorry. I just love it. This is, this is just a great day. I, I'm sorry, Barcelona people who listen to this. I'm enjoying your pain. You guys have been the bullies for so long, and now the chickens have come home to roost, right? I think that's the saying. And uh, it's going to be a long season for you guys. So enjoy that. But um, I think that's the show. I think we've done enough. Once Messi is officially a PSG player, hopefully we'll have more on that. Of course, uh, and additional transfers. And we've got the season kicking off as well. So um, something to look forward to. Busy time of year. Exciting times. Thank you so much. We can just real quick, just go around if you want to shout out your Twitter handle or anything else. And then we'll get out of here. We'll start with you, Mel. I am at I am Mel Brennan, and uh, my focus there is to jump in when things are fun, like jumping on the podcast when things are fun, <laughs> and then Ed wondering where I am yes. on Twitter and on the podcast when things are hellish. That's, that's, that's when you know it's a big story. If Mel comes on the podcast, it's a big deal. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Um, and then James, how can people find you? Uh, my handle is at BamaJ13 on Twitter. Um, I, I always say this. I should be more active on Twitter. I'm just not. I, I usually just text my close friends about uh, all the things that I'm that I'm feeling and complain about and, and things like that. And I really should just put it on Twitter for other people to see too. We would love that. And we got to do a podcast on Texas and uh, Oklahoma to the SEC. Put it on the calendar. We'll get that scheduled. And then, Mark, how can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Mark Damon nine. I, unlike James, uh, plan to be on Twitter a little less just cause you know, mental health and all that stuff. You always want to, you know, you can get into the habit of doom scrolling. You don't want to, you don't want to start doing that. This is joy scrolling. Um, Everything I see right I, I, now, I, will, I just love I will, it. I will say though that, um, I, I don't think, you know, I think tech, Texas and Oklahoma are just two more teams that Alabama can be. That's just that's just my my look at it. They get to they get to take a trip to Texas and beat Texas up every year. Oh and... my God, Bama cast now is it Bama cast? Bama talk. Well, well Alabama, Alabama already it, beats I, up I, one UT. We don't need another UT to beat up. Well, who gets to keep They're UT? Both bad shades of orange. It's fine. Who gets to keep UT? They have to have a. That's the game, right? Tennessee does. We were a school before who, them, who's and if real it, UT. Tennessee, of course. This this <laughs> podcast is spiraling out of control. We'll, we're going to go on James's podcast to talk college football. Let's get out of here. I'm at PSG Talk. Come and find me. Subscribe, like us, leave a review. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, everyone. And we'll catch you next time. Messy to PSG.